Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Big DK Energy Podcast. My name is Danny Carenter, or the DK in the Big DK Energy, and it's another beautiful night in downtown Orlando, which, fun fact, by the way, one of the funniest people, at least I ever think, Wayne Brady is actually from Orlando. And throughout his time and his career, he's made a lot of people laugh. And speaking of that, today's guest is one of the premier... Excellent crack is one of the premier stand-up comedians of the Orlando comic scene. Hailing from Boca Raton, Florida, today's guest went to UCF and has since then really maintained focus on becoming the funniest thing out of Orlando, even funnier than Wayne Brady himself. And so he's put out a lot of funny content, especially on his TikTok and YouTube, which has garnered actually a lot of attention. So if you haven't heard of him yet, you definitely will after today's show. So with all that being said and done, please introduce today's guest, Mr. Jake Ricca. Uh, hi. I Didn't you just introduce me? Yes. Okay, yeah. We're introducing me. Hi, yeah. Hi, I'm Jake Ricca. That was, that was a long intro. I, I, I kept I, going. I'm sorry. I tried... <laughs> You're good, dude. <laughs> Listen, I try to make my intros as awesome as the people that come on the show. Oh, dude, I feel special. I feel real special. I feel bad cracking. I was good to drink, right? I'm oh, 100%. It. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought you were like, now introducing. I was like, pop. And then you're just like, yeah, give me like two more minutes. No, <laughs> you so, kept going. If anything, I kind of like that dramatic effect. It kind of was like, huh? Who was that? Oh, it's today's guest. All right. So essentially everybody, or at least everyone that knows you, knows you for one thing, and that is comedy. Yeah, at this point in time, yeah, everyone knows me for like stand up or TikTok or YouTube. So it's all comedy though, is like the overall. Even concept. and even though yes, you have your Logan Pauls and whatever TikTokers are out there. Some people have not heard of you yet, but that's because they haven't seen your awesome content and they just don't know that you're out there in the ether. I'm pretty sure you just broke a milestone for YouTube recently, isn't that correct? Uh yeah, I broke um 200,000 subscribers I think like a week or two ago. Eek. And I'm at uh 250 15 now and so it's just gonna keep going hopefully so actually i was watching <laughs> your videos and i realized i was not a subscriber yet so you got plus one today oh dude nice that's awesome man cheers to that i appreciate you i got appreciate you you for smashing that subscribe button oh and i hit the bell too so don't worry hit the bell for watching watch mojo hit the bell for notifications <laughs> so funny enough even though that jake sounds like someone who's super famous which he is in the orlando area it's yeah, a Shit, I think so. I, I, don't, I, 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 yeah, I guess people do know who I am. Yeah. I guess I, I, this is, I'm new to this. It's like the second podcast I've been on that's like interviewed me this way. So it's like hearing it from an outside perspective. I'm like, oh, oh, wow, that's me. He's talking about. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that he also runs his own podcast with uh, this guy Joe Casabella. Oh, Sensabella. How do you pronounce it again? Joe Sensabella. Sensabella. It's oh. um, Italian. It means without beauty. Oh, yeah, he's ugly. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it's perfect for him. We love you, Joe. Don't worry. Yeah. But um, and it's called <laughs> Cup of Jokes. Is that correct? Yeah, Cup of Jokes. Honestly, some of the clips from his podcast are hilarious. And first time that I'm scrolling through Instagram, I just see one of their things pop up. And all of a sudden, I just get a little bit of endorphins going because of the laughter. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for watching. Of course. And so, like I said, even though Jake is really famous or, you know, in the comic scene around here, I actually knew him from high school. Yeah. That was back when I was below 300 pounds. <laughs> Maybe I was like 110 pounds, so I remember seeing you out with the other football players and thinking, my God, this kid's a tank. Yeah, I was very large. I still am. <laughs> I've been like, huge my whole life, so it's just been like a thing. So I'm just at, used to it. At least people won't mess with you then. Joe, you'd be surprised, man. Like When you go downtown, they see the big guys. As soon as they start drinking, people will try to like talk shit. 
Like, they'll go out of their way to talk to you. Like, I've been walking with a group of three people, and I'm the biggest one by far. They'll, like, make a point to, like, bump into me and, like, check me. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You'd probably be able to just take one hand and just smack him down to the ground, like, no problem. Yeah, depending on who it is, yeah. There's a good amount of people I could do that to. Nice. Yeah, and it's actually funny because most of my classes during high school was with your brother. John? Of course. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember for the longest time on his Facebook, it said he was from Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. <laughs> he definitely didn't know where it was back then. He probably does now. He's a genius. <laughs> That's right. Isn't he like a doctorate now? Or something? Dude, he's getting his PhD in chemistry. Wow. I w- yeah, dude. <laughs> really? Him out of all people? Yeah. He's he's very he's always been smart. That's why he was always able to be such an ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was real quick. He was always able to like cut at you and like be sarcastic and like translate it. At least it, it's good. You know, at least using it for good, not evil. Correct. He could yeah. be an evil scientist. Yeah. So we have you, that's the comedian, uh, John, that's the going to his doctorate, and your brother does music, right? Yeah, he's a um, full-time like jazz musician, has two bands going, booked like every other night. That's really awesome. So it seems like the Rickas are a very talented family. I try to be humble. I don't want to be like, yeah, we're the best. But like, <laughs> we, I, It's very fortunate that my brothers are both doing well, and I'm doing very well. I'm very happy of where I am in life, and... It's just constantly growing, so it's it's very nice to know that like all of us are doing good. Well, I'm glad to hear that, and you're putting in the work. I see it all the time, and so whatever success comes your way, you absolutely deserve. So how did you get bitten by the comedy bug? I always wanted to do it. I was just afraid of what people thought. The hardest part about comedy, at least when, when it comes like if you're actually going to do stand-up, is to accurately be yourself on stage. If you think something's funny up here, when you're new, odds are you're not. It's not coming out of your mouth correctly. When you get on stage without realizing it, your insecurities are showing, like you're afraid to say something a certain way, and there's always different things that will prevent you from actually expressing yourself. So um, that translates into like what was preventing me from doing comedy in the first place, which was just caring too much about what people thought. Like you don't want to tell someone, oh, I'm doing like, even when I started, I was like, oh, I was thinking about doing a mic. And really, it was like, I'm all day writing something out, rehearsing it. You know what I mean? I, like that's all I cared about. But if anyone asks, yeah, tr- I'm trying comedy. I'll do it once in a while. Of course, was, the humble approach. I see it. Yeah, you just, well, you give yourself something to land on in case you fall. Okay, I respect that. I mean, you're still at least doing it. In fact, for those of you who don't know, I attempted stand-up comedy a few times, and this man right here was actually my guru during that time. So everything that he just told you is exactly what he told me when I first started out. And it really is true that the hardest part is just getting everything out. I mean, you still have your phone in front of you, and you're still allowed to read the jokes off of that. But still, it's just the being up there, being in front of people. It's like how a deer feels like in the headlights before it's about to get hit. Yeah, if public speaking is it number one. It's either the first or second biggest fear in the world. I think it is it's, number one, actually. It's number one, or it's either if it's number two, it's two to die. It's yeah. one or the other. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's up there. It's terrifying for most people. And it's terrifying for me, too. But yeah, I just I always want to do it, was afraid, and then we're going to get all sad right now. But um, my mom passed. And oh, I'm sorry I kinda, about that. I was about to be like, oh, it's all good. <laughs> that okay. shit sucks. But um, it happened, and then it got to a point where I was like, all right, well, this is going to end. You know what I mean? You don't really, I, Up until that point, I was kind of just like a dummy. And I was just like in college or getting drunk and just like going through school, not really knowing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then that happened. And I was like, oh, this is actually, this is real. <laughs> this is going to come to an end soon. Like not real soon, but it's going to stop. And I was like, well, what am I not doing that I want to do? Mm-hmm. And that's when I was just like, oh, whatever. I'm jumping into comedy. That's what I always wanted to do. Awesome. And 
How many years ago was it that you made this decision? So it's 2021 right now. Uh, 2017, August of 2017 was when I like head down was like, I'm doing, I'm going to be a comedian. And I was just every night at Mike's. I love that for you, man. So who are some of the people that you first watched or that you kind of gained inspiration from in order to start writing material for these mics? Uh, I'd probably say before I jumped in the comedy, it was a lot of Bill Burr. Okay. And uh, Louis C.K. Like those two. <laughs> as far as stand-up goes, they're, they're so good. I grew up watching like Chappelle's show. Of course. And then I actually, funny, I, when I was a kid, I didn't know what stand-up was. But I watched Chappelle's show. It was so funny. And I had a, do you remember PSPs? Of course. Portable PlayStations? Oh I had God. a PlayStation. and With I, front. Yes. And I, and I it's good, good. <laughs> But I, I got a gift on Christmas and my mom thought she was buying me like the Chappelle show. Because I was like, I want that. Mm-hmm. And she bought me his stand-up. And I, oh. I was able to watch um, Dave Chappelle's Killing Him Softly on my PSP as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it a good amount. Oh, man. I miss those days. Yeah, man. PSPs were great. They were. Besides mm-hmm. Battlefront, um, I also had Metal Gear Solid. Was it the moment you have to use cards instead of moving around? No. It that was... was such a dick move by video games. If that ever happened <laughs> to you. bought Metal Gear Solid. I was like, oh, I can't wait to control this. And they're like, no, you have to use... It was like playing Pokemon cards, but they moved them for you. It's they, a cruel joke. There was those cards, and then everything was turn-based, and I didn't understand what those yeah. was. Yeah, dude. Oh, actually, speaking of games, you actually just watched one of your videos about how in the new Warzone, there's the gas mask animation that messes with people. There's a guy with his back to me. A goddamn bot! I go to scope in, shoot him, get the easy kill. What happens? Gas mask animation pulled right over my face. Why? The gas doesn't kill you instantly. But you know what will? A guy with his gun in your face. Pah! I'm spraying and praying. No! Are you fucking kidding me? A fucking gas mask! That should have been my kill. Yeah, that's um that one got a little more attention than I thought it would. Um Dex Cerdo, which is like this really a global gaming magazine. They like wrote an article on me because I, I made a fake PSA about okay. in Warzone, if you don't know what it is, it's like uh 50, I'm sorry, 150 people get dropped into a map. And then it slowly closes in by gas. And if you're in the gas, you're going to die. And you're able to use gas masks. But instead of being able to put the gas mask on and... Oh, shit. There's <laughs> <laughs> the truly's hitting me, right? right. Instead of being able to put the gas mask on by, by putting a button, it automatically does it. So if the gas touches you, you just start pulling it on. And you could be in the middle of fighting someone. Like, they're one shot away from being dead. Mm-hmm. And your guy's like, hold on a second. He just stops <laughs> and pulls the shit on. And then you get destroyed. <laughs> so I made a PSA hoping Call of Duty would see it. I think they did, but they didn't care. But <laughs> but yeah, there was articles written on it. Aren't they going through in the middle of like a sexual harassment lawsuit right now or something like that? I, I think... Damn, we're going there. I think, was it Activision or Blizzard or something? It was both of them, actually. Yeah, and they changed the name of the guy, because um, I played Overwatch, too. Okay. Um, it's a it's a very... God damn, that game's good, but... um, played Overwatch, <laughs> and there's a character in that game that they named after one of the developers, mm-hmm. and they changed the name because it was the person that was sexually harassing. Oh. Oh, I almost burped in your mic, but it's a nice mic, so I won't do it. You're good, man, but um, wow, it's a horrible move. It's kind of like, as a Florida Panthers fan, our coach... Who was supposed to be like the second most winningest coach of all time? I don't know how to pronounce that word, yeah. but you get it. So yeah. anyway, there was another sexual allegation assault against not him directly, but during the time that he was coaching the Blackhawks when they won the Stanley Cup, yeah. there was a coach who was a perpetrator, and he got called out. And it was at the beginning of the season that the that the victim came forward, and that's why our head coach, who was like the best in the league at the time, 
had to step down. And so right now we're with a interim head coach, but let me tell you, some things will really ruin your career if you're not careful. Oh man, that sucks. I I don't watch the news. I don't know what's going on at all. I only know about that because it was like, it popped up on my phone. Like it was very evident because I was like, everything on my phone is like video games or like fighting. The algorithm thinks I either like fighting and just video game stuff. So those are the only things I can tell you about. Well, I like... <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I only know that because it affected my team so heavily, and I was just like, damn, of course when things were getting good. Oh, well, that's just life. Yeah, is he back? or is it, Nah, is he's... Is he guilty? He's gone? He's gone. I mean, he wasn't the one who directly did the crime, so he's not going to go to jail, but still, his name is forever tarnished in the history of hockey. So would you say that video games is like your specific niche or like your most popular um, fan base, I would say? Dude, it was, but now it's it's just comedy in general. Like My stand-up started blowing up. I only posted three clips of my stand-up one of them has like five million the other one has like four and then the third one blew up on, on all the other platforms but on youtube it has like 250k oh before, only 250k i'm just kidding well it's just but it, in terms of going viral it's like you can't make a profit off these things until they hit a certain margin you know what i mean correct i mean so i don't know that but you do so well yeah but it damn it damn i sound like a dick now don't i not at all literally was metaphorically flexing i scratched my head and then i flexed on act god damn it dude if you make great content that garners millions of views that's not your fault you're just great at what you do no it is my fault i did that on purpose well it worked it did okay but what was i saying before that it was only video games correct i got very lucky actually i started making tiktoks like um the beginning of pandemic actually i fired from my job mm-hmm. and um, i, I had so i feel you right dude that suck right i was put on like this like probation thing for my job they were like reviewing me and then literally trump was like oh mandatory everyone has to stay inside and they're just like he's gone (laughs) they just got me (laughs) i just started pumping out content on tiktok and it started going viral like crazy there and then i started i was like ah screw it i'll put it on youtube it sat on youtube for months and then just blew up and it was only video game content just making fun of warzone What would you say was some of your like funnier videos of the early era? Of like the, the video game ones? Yeah. Or like when you really started blowing up. On um, Tickety Talkity? Of course. Uh, there was the one called One More Game. There's a lot of cursing in it. If you ever play video games with people online, if you're the first one to get off, you are getting ripped into. Every single person is calling you a bitch and making every excuse. Like, why are you getting off? And I made a video that just accurately portrayed that. Uh-huh. And that everyone just resonated with it and it blew up. Another one was in the game Warzone. There's like sky, not skyscrapers, but like 30, 40 story buildings. And they're like, let's make it realistic. And you have to run up 40 flights of stairs in the game. <laughs> so like if your team's on the roof, they're like, Yo, where are you? I'm like, I'm coming up the stairs. <laughs> and then you're just sprinting in circles for, I'm not kidding, like five minutes. And then you get up there and your team's dead. Oh my God. And then you just get like sniped as you like walk into the door or something like that. Yeah. And your team's just mad at you. That's, that, that's one of the ones that blew up too. But yeah, just little intricacies in the game that everyone deals with that I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to talk about this. And I just made fun of it. Okay. So I have a question. Dude, I get 20 scam likelies a day. And it's my fault because I always answer them and I go deep with them. Mm -hmm. And then I pull all right before they get my money. (laughs) (laughs) So they keep calling me. I guess it's just a form of entertainment at this point. I'm just going to start filming every single one and make a compilation video. I mean, that'll probably also blow up too at the rate that you're going. I probably will. That's probably a good idea. I need to write that down. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that was, a, that was a dumb idea, but okay. If you want to go with it, go. Oh, go with it? Oh, do you, you think it's dumb? All right, fine. I won't write it down. No, that, I, I think it's dumb if you like it. That's all you. But um, wait, what was that one video that you did where you were Steven Seagal? First, I was upset they didn't add me to the 80s action hero pack. But then it made sense to me because I'd be way too overpowered. Unlike these other 80s action heroes, 
I'm actually a real-life badass. Not only do I have Black Belt Nikito, I'm actually part of a SWAT team, I'm a cop, I'm part of the Avengers, and I've been banned from seven buffets. Oh. <laughs> they add a bunch of different operators in Warzone every year. You can download. Warzone is entirely free to play, but you can buy different skins. And I was like, why haven't they added Steven Seagal yet? <laughs> so I just, I made a video where I, I, I went hard in this. Like I grew, I shaved my face, grew out like a man bun. I saw you even kept the, the, the goatee too. Goateed it, dude. Uh, I pretended to be Steven Seagal and I think I nailed it. I think I looked and sounded just like him. Oh, you did. Especially with like the powdered donuts. That part was freaking wow. They reached out to put the 80s version of me in the game. And I said, no, take me as I am now. I'm even more lethal. Warzone asked me how much it would be to put me in the game. I told him I'd take him to the bank. The blood bank. Oh, the donut? Oh, while I'm shooting, bid? <laughs> yeah, I was shooting my shot eating donuts. Oh, I was good. <laughs> donuts are so good, dude. But yeah, so besides internet comedy, you're also well-versed in stand-up and real-life comedy. In fact, yeah. I actually remember I did a gig for you once where you were opening... No, sorry. Oh, Mar for Mark, Mark Norman, Norman, dude. Yeah. Jake's yo be truly. Yes. I, I'm okay. just kidding. I'll, I'll drink this shit. Oh, want me to Venmo you for that? Sorry, I keep saying shit. I said it again. <laughs> sorry. He's a comedian, folks. This is just what he does. Yeah. But he's great at what he does. At least I'm not dropping an F-bomb, right? Yeah. Have I dropped one? No? Okay, cool. Nah, you're totally good. Dude, I got interviewed by the Orlando Sentinel, and I was just like, oh, God, I had to stop my... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I felt I, so bad. <laughs> I can just only imagine that editor just going through all the cursing is just like just cutting it out bro he filmed part of my set and he's like i can't use any of this <laughs> <laughs> it's like, i'm sorry man it's like even my day job when i'm like running doing work calls i'm calling contractors uh -oh. i'm calling like 60 year old like dads yeah who are just like they call like what do you want I'm like, yeah, they're, they're, gr like they're grouchy i worked at sherwin williams and i had to deal with a bunch of contractors and uh one time this guy he got a little uppity and like threw something at me and so <laughs> we kicked him out of the store and it was it was pandemonium. Awesome. What were we talking about for stand-up? Yeah. And Mark so, Norman. And it. so Mark Norman, uh, yeah, you you hosted for him. Yeah. What was your initial reaction when you first heard that you were going to be hosting for this uh, guy? I didn't feel like I should have because I was so new at the time. That was like as I was turning into a comic. I think I was like two and a half, close to three years in. And I'm now recognized as in Orlando is like, oh, he's a comic. I'm like a regular host at the Orlando Improv mm -hmm. at that time. I'm like regular host. I'm, I worked with Doug Stanhope, Big J Okerson, some other big names. And then it, those were like by chance, like last second, they wait, called me. Wait, didn't you also meet the guy who plays Squirrely Dan from Letterkenny? Oh yeah, I hosted for him too. He's a cool dude. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. I was introduced to Letterkenny right as that photo was taken. Oh. And so as soon as I saw them, I'm like, oh, you lucky bastard. Yeah, Squirrelly Dan was really cool. And his audience happened to be a, a bunch of big white dudes with beards so it was like super <laughs> relatable shit so, damn it <laughs> super relatable content but um well yeah stand, stand up is definitely the the end all be all for me it's like the one thing i care about more than anything really yeah like youtube is it's awesome like I'm, I'm very happy it's working you know but like i could have a video go viral but if i have like a bad set it'll ruin my day really yeah like if a video flops it's like ah, i tried but if i bat bad sets i'm just like oh, god damn it <laughs> like it'll ruin me I've had a 
couple of times like that. In fact, one time I did the, it was like an improv slash stand-up thing. Mm-hmm. And I was against Joe, actually, and absolutely destroyed me. So much so that he got all the applause. And then when it came to me, I didn't get a single applause. And not even oh. from my friend. I was like, okay, this was not my night. This is not my night. <laughs> Yeah, dude. And let, let me make sure I make that clear. I bomb when I'm doing new material all times. I'm trying. I'm throwing stuff at the wall. But like, I, meant, I meant like if I was doing like a show and bomb, that would feel bad. Got I just want to specify that. Even LeBron has to go to practice. Shout Jeremy out. LeBron? He's like one of the best. Like, well, <laughs> He's really good true, but at what he, he does. True, but if you ever feel like you're beating yourself up, remember just that, well, he's one of the best at what he does, and so he's still human. So I'm just, I'm just not used to being around someone optimistic. You're like a nice person. I hang out with comics. Yeah, you're and right. We all just hate ourselves. That's right. <laughs> I'm just getting destroyed. Uh, not to name drop him, but Kristoff, yeah. I, <laughs> That's I've heard, what I was thinking of. I've, I've heard that kid. I'm just like, good Lord, man. Do you need a hug? <laughs> He's he's very funny though. He's he's one of the funniest dudes I've ever met in my life. Oh, 100 percent. I was he's actually good. I was watching um one clip of uh, the Cups of Joke podcast where you were wearing the straight oh, visor. The future sunglasses, yeah. bro. Those are so cool. I forgot what was the name of the character on Star Trek that wore them by LeVar Burton. Ah, uh, that's that's a lot. I don't know. <laughs> Not gonna be able to guess that. Uh, dang, it's gonna really bother me now. I was never a Trek fan. Although my dad was so much of a Trek fan that one year for Hanukkah, he got my grandpa a Klingon dictionary. <laughs> That's a thing? Oh, 100%. That's like a full language? Actually, it's funny you mention that because on the app that I used to learn Korean called Duolingo, it teaches Spanish, German, and every bunch of that. It even teaches Valyrian, like from Game of Thrones, and it teaches Klingon. Oh, God. If you speak English only and you take the time to learn Klingon or Valyrian and don't learn Spanish... Jump off a bridge. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Only oh, co- my God. Go learn, learn a language you could use. <laughs> That's insane. True. It's like they only come out of the depths for, like, Comic-Con or something like I, that. Yeah, man. They're just like, you're going to press that one dude who also looks like you at, like, a festival. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, oh. It's just like, oh, man, I love Tuesdays as well. Learn German. Learn Mandarin. Like, the most popular language in the world. Yeah. Speak Klingon. Sorry, I'm getting angry. <laughs> I'm not angry, just blown away by that. I mean, as long as there's a market for it, I don't see why not. Sure, I guess, yeah. And I'm, I'm a big Thrones fan, too. Like, so when you said Valerian, I was like, huh? I thought it was just like a, a language. Is it like, is it really full language? Some people actually flushed it out to the point where it actually has rules like syntax, punctuation. In fact, Josh. the Elvish language that Tolkien used in um, Lord of the Rings is actually based off Finnish. Finnish? Hmm? What is that? God, I'm dumb. From oh. Finland. Oh. <laughs> Finnish? Yeah, and they don't speak Finlandish. Nope. <laughs> wait, wait their it's language called, is called Finnish. It's called Finnish. I didn't or know Swomi, that. as it is called in Finnish. It's, is it close to another language? Uh, is it Germanic? Nah, I would say if anything, it was more Norse-ish. But if anything, the Suomi people, like Vikings. Yes, they are technically one of the five Scandinavian countries. So I guess they do have some Viking ancestry. It's just that the Suomi people are a little bit different from the actual Vikings. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. I don't know. I'm a huge history buff, so I just know about this kind of crap. I got you. Hey, you're wearing like the the evil doctor guys on your head right now. That's right. The doctores from um, Italy during the plague. Plague doctors. That's it. It's a plague doctor mask. Correct. I I thought spy versus spy when I first saw it. Right. It's like from Mad TV. It does does look like that. Man, Jake, have a treat, man. I'm just laughing Mm -hmm. the entire time. Oh, we're we're back on? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It was like a...
was real nice. I was cracking another one. Yeah. Cracking a cold one with the boys. Isn't it a Tuesday? It's a Saturday in our eyes. Yes, it is. And I'm, I'm on keto, so I'm drinking Trulies with you. Thank you for that, by the way. Of course. And Trulies. I can have like one more of those at my carb limit. Nice. For the day. Like I said, being Korean, hospitality is in my blood. Yes. So I know you host a podcast, but you said this was the only second podcast that you've been a guest on? Well, since I've had some sort of like internet notoriety or like fame, I was on another one where there were really cool structured guys, but before like I was like starting to come up, like I was getting some traction, I had one or two videos go viral. These people reached out to me and I was like, I'm not too big, you know what I mean? I'm not going to like big dog these people. I get on their pod and they were just absolute shit. They were so bad. Really? Yeah, they just they had nothing prepared and it got to a point where they ran out of like questions hmm. and like it was me, it was like first of all it was like four or five people on there, which is way too many people. Wait a minute, you were like a sixth person or something like I that? I was like four or five on there, and everyone's just yelling over each other. And they they managed to run out of things to talk about. <laughs> and they were like, they were like, oh, you're a comic, say something funny. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Like they, they, like, they, started, they started asking me like loaded questions, like for no reason. They just brought up, they're like, so the new Ghostbusters is out. You don't think women are funny, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? You know? Like, what, are you, what, what kind of question is that? <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. Not only will that piss some people off, but that was just a horrible question in general. It's horrible. I was just like, is this a bit? Like, <laughs> where are you coming at with this? <laughs> it's like, he just wanted to say something shocking, like something offensive, thinking that would be funny. Oh, like, he was just like, I'm going to say something offensive. And he did. And nailed it. It's like those people who are like, what's your favorite sex position? It's like, bro, calm down. People have to watch this crap. Yeah. You know, I always thought about what is. <laughs> don't watch my pod. That's <laughs> all Joe. Half of it is just me going, "You're gay," and he's like, "No, you're gay." <laughs> That's like half the pod. <laughs> Based on your clips, I can attest to that. The guy, he's a goddamn child. <laughs> I have to deal with him. He's a funny guy, though. I will he, say that he is. He's very funny and hardworking. You know what? I respect that. To Joe. Oh, to Joe. To Joe. To Joe. Sense even, of even a podcast all about me, but yes, Joe's getting brought into this. I appreciate that, Dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love you, Jake, man. Yeah, it seems so weird that we knew each other in high school and now it's led to this. Yeah, man. Here we are getting things done in Orlando. That's doing right. Podcasts, talking the pop filters. This is cool. That's the only pros have this. Only pros. Yes. Only pros. Only pros. We do it for the fans. Only fans. <laughs> I know you're going with that. Okay. There's a page that followed me and it's called Only Dan's. Only dance is only a bunch dance. of dudes. Um, it's a bunch of dudes named Dan, and Dude, they show nice. and they show pictures of like Daniel Radcliffe or Daniel <laughs> Craig or Daniel Day Lewis. So, so it's really only Dan's. Yes, it's only. Oh Dan's. my god, was Danny Phantom on there? Not yet. Oh, oh that would that. be good. Oh man, I miss that show so much. I got so much crap for that with my name being that growing up. Although it was a cool cartoon. Your name's Dan. Yes, look at that. <laughs> Wow, that's I gra- didn't put great two job, and two together Jake. that Danny was Dan. Great job, Jake. God, I'm not even drunk yet. Or am I? Am I right? <laughs> now say your numbers. Ready? One, two, seven. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll work on that later. It's <laughs> <laughs> complete brain fart. Yeah, Duh. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah, because I can only do so much, especially with this in my hand. It truly is. Yeah. Yeah, truly, drink. man. You drink often? Not really, to be honest with you. It kind of messes right. with my stomach. But, um, oh, actually, as a comic, have you done any touring outside of Florida? Yeah, I actually went on a full week run in Atlanta oh. doing shows every night. I got um, booked at the Laughing Skull, which is like a, a solid club down there. Hmm. And they 
recorded my set and I posted it, and that's one of my clips that went viral on TikTok and um, Instagram. Which one was that? Why my dad thinks I'm gay. I was about to say wow. if that was the one, but I, yeah, I saw that one, and I was just like, Jake is always pumping them out, man. Yeah, that one that one blew up. Yeah, that one's funny. Was that like the coolest tour you've ever done? I, yeah, I'm still new, man. Like I'm f- August of this past year was four years. Hmm. So happy anniversary! Thank you. Well, to put it in a perspective, like you normally don't put out like your special until you're like ten years deep. Anytime you see someone on Netflix, it's different now because there's internet. Like your follow, you can blow up your following and then do leaps and bounds, and you can be headlining way earlier than you should. Mm-hmm. But like when you're talking about a real like comedian, like I'm talking about like Burr. Louis, like all those dudes, when they put out their special and they're known for who they are, mm-hmm. they're usually 10 plus years deep. Oh, wow. So it's like in the eyes of comedy, I talk to like someone who's been doing it for a minute and they're like, bitch, you're just getting started. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm good. I'm progressed further than most at this point for how long I've been doing it. But there's you're so much, it. just so much work I need to do. I can confidently say 10 to 15 minutes anywhere I can kill. That's so awesome. I can do, I can hold my own with like some of the better, best people. I feel like that's a superpower to be honest with you. Yeah, it's not. I just, it's just work. You just put the time in to figure out what works for you. Like I can, I'm a feature now at this point, but I can do 20 to 30. Yeah, you are. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I can do 20 to 30, but comfortably I'll I'll kill 10 to 15 absolutely anywhere. I have no problem jumping on doing that. I have a kind of a dumb question, but, um, well, I guess there's no such thing as dumb questions, just dumb people who ask them. So Mm -hmm. that being said, have you ever just did a, a spontaneous show out of nowhere? Let's just say that, I don't know, there was a delay on a flight or something like that. Like just stood up and did a show? I don't know. Something like that. Um, in high school, pretty much. Every class. <laughs> I just make a point to say the stupidest shit I possibly could. Were you kicked out a lot? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. In middle school, I did it all the time. Okay. High school, I would say something witty and then pull back because I was afraid of getting in trouble and having to run sprints because I played football a lot. <laughs> did you have Miss Grand by any chance? Miss Legrand. No, I know who that was, though. Okay, know. got it. Who did you have for English? For English, what, senior year? Um, Just any year. Or who were some of your favorite English teachers at OH? Uh, Miss V. Miss Valenzuela? Miss Valenzuela. Yeah, she used to do the like the yearbook stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's awesome. She was the best. Are you familiar with Guar? What? Guar, the band? With the metal band? Yeah. Yeah, I know Guar is. Apparently, <laughs> so apparently Miss Valenzuela loved them. What? Yeah. She, she was a Guar fan? Yeah. Apparently, one of the guys that I was in newspaper with was like, dude, Miss Valenzuela is so awesome. She listens to Guar. And I was like, are you for real? Yeah, I was not ready. I would not be expecting that. <laughs> Isn't it kind of weird how like some people that you see them now and then you were like, wait a minute, this was your history before? I mean, did you know Mr. McKnight? Oh, yeah. Chris McKnight? He was, yeah. d- he was that dude. He was awesome. I had him for mass media and uh, I TV had mass production. media with him and TV production. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know about the whole spiel with him and, you know, McBastard. McBastard? How oh. do I know that name? Well, that's one of the nicknames that he gave himself. That's probably why I know that name then. <laughs> so it turns out that he was the pledge master at his fraternity at UF. Oh, he was a frat guy? Yep. He was well, in Sigma Nu. Same one huh? as Paul Rudd. Oh, as Paul Rudd, like in the same place? Did not, he know Paul Rudd? Not at the same place, but they are in the same fraternity. Same fraternity. So, so they're practically related. Sure, if you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mr. McKnight, can you uh, tell Paul Rudd that I thought Ant-Man sucked? I'm just kidding. It was a great movie. Yeah, you, Paul Rudd's the man. Do you he's, like, he's funny. He is funny. Do you like the Marvel movies at all? Oh my god, dude. Love Marvel. I don't think they're going to get any better than what they did already. Their only hope is Spider-Man. I actually just bought a Spider-Man head. Another scam likely, dude. Normally, they just curse me out. Oh, actually, speaking of that, I actually saw in the news that a robot fully reproduced. Hell yeah, I saw that. What's your thought about that? 
I don't know. Are we afraid of AI or not? I mean, they made the movie iRobot for a reason. Yeah, it's just, it's going to get out of hand. I know they, like, years ago, AI came online and they were communicating in a language we couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, they made their own way of communicating that humans didn't understand. And they had to shut them down. Yep. So it's like, now they're reproducing in a way we don't understand. So it's like, are humans just the precursor to animatronic life? You know what I mean? Oh, man. The amount of times and theories I've seen that. I mean, are you familiar with Warhammer? Warhammer? Like the video game? Yeah. I've never played it. Isn't it? It's like a free-to-play game. It's actually pretty good. It's based off a tabletop miniature game. And there's like dice and all these other rules. And it's actually really cool to look at. But it's just that they it's set in like the far, far future and everything is a total dystopia. And so therefore they actually kind of remind when you were talking about like AIs kind of being part human and whatnot or us leading into machines. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of this one faction where they believe in man and machine fusing into one. And I thought, oh God, that's pretty gruesome. Especially, like, if someone has to, like, saw off an arm just to put, like, a Terminator arm on or something like that. We're, like, almost there. You know what I mean? Like, we're connected at the hip with this. We're almost like androids. You know what I mean? Like, well, I have an with iPhone. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're super reliant on this. You know what I mean? If I ask you a question, you're, most people's first thought is Google. Like, right. I'm, I'll look it up real quick. We're already super dependent on the stuff. So, it's like, what's the next step? Oh, let's just put it in your head. You don't even have to think about it. Wear these glasses and you're, everything's going to be augmented around you. That's how you go into the metaverse. And then Wally happens. I don't know the plot to Wally. I'm not going to spoil it for you then. I appreciate that, man. Of course. It's a it's a Disney classic. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, there's only like two lines in the entire movie. But, Wally. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's only and I know. Eva. Uh, Disney. That, I'm sorry. That call got out of hand. It really did. <laughs> I, I was sorry not, about I, that. No, you're good. I was not. I honestly expected the person or bot to stop hanging up after your first response. Bro, I was really trying to get them to get mad at me, and I think what it was, I think he wanted me to kiss him. I think that's what it was. Just call him back. Yeah. Call him. <laughs> no, uh, you know what? It's the Great White Buffalo. It's the one that got away. The Great White Buffalo. That's a thing. Um, I thought those were sharks. That's a Great White Shark. But you never seen the movie Hot Tub Time Machine? I have seen Hot Tub Time Machine. Great White Buffalo. I need to watch that again. I don't know the quote. It's in the way beginning, like as they're going into the lodge right before they transport back into the 80s. Okay. I love that aesthetic of the 90s, like those neon like colors, like those blues and pinks. And I don't know if they're like snowsuits, tracksuits or something like that, that you see like all those 80s films and then you see like turtlenecks and whatnot. It looks like a good vibe. Yeah. 80s is always dope. 80s is big right now. It's right? coming back. Stranger Things, dude, really kicked it off mm-hmm. with the whole, the whole 80s vibe. You know what I mean? Like synth wave. I listen to some synth wave when I'm editing or studying for Dude, some that, stuff. Dude, that chill lo-fi like synth wave, just chill me. It's dope. I like it. I need to find like at least a good royalty-free like loop for a podcast because I don't want just being a whole hour of silence. You know, besides us talking, some nice chill lo-fi would be great. I mean, granted, it would put people to sleep, but I think it'd do the job. It could do the job. Yeah, during that call, mm-hmm. like some real eloquent, fancy music. You know, during a, like a real like some raunchy music. call. You know, that'd be nice. Kind of sets up the scene, if you really ask me. So, as a comedian, what was the worst heckler situation you ever had to deal with? Oh, wow. Worst heckler situation. As far as hecklers, I guess I I don't even know. It happens a lot. We do comedy I'm in Orlando, Florida, so we don't exactly have like an audience that like wants to listen. But we get heckled a good amount, so I'm like kind of used to it. I enjoy a heckle every now and then because I can just crowd work it. And if the rest of the crowd is cool and there's one like jerk heckler, mm-hmm. you can just rip into that person. Everyone's on board. So it's like, nice. But um, I had a, bu- a bunch of people try to fight me after a mic once. Physically? Yeah. They like, chased me around. They had like weapons and shit. Oh. 
Wow, right? Like, like real weapons. Yes. Like... Luckily, they, they dropped one before they went outside, and mm-hmm. the, they got confiscated. Okay. But, um, yeah, I was working this club in Ocala. Hmm. Yeah, right? In Ocala. That's I know. It's like, oh, su- it must have been super high quality, right? Was and half the audience horses or something like that? It was actually a horse track. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Nailed it. Basically, it was like this big ballroom, like two, three hundred people. Uh, I actually had a good set. I didn't have people heckle me during, but as like the show was closing out, I have to go up and give like announcements. The owner of the club is like, "Hey, can you go back up and table to give me a table number?" He goes, "They didn't. They stiffed their waitress on like a two hundred dollar check. Can you make a point to say they're never allowed back here?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course. Why not?" <laughs> so I go up there. I make a point of like, yeah, this table, you guys suck. You guys uh, stiffed your waitress. Never come back. Everyone, they suck. Bye. <laughs> and then we, <laughs> we left. And they started arguing with their waitress, like screaming. And I'm in the corner. I'm like, damn, this might be a fight. So I take out my phone and start filming. <laughs> and they just completely lost all attention with the waiter or waitress. And they just start looking at me. Uh-oh. And they're like flipping the camera off, getting pissed. After I was like, oh, they probably forgot about it. Whatever. I walk outside and they're waiting for me. Somehow they knew where my truck was. Hmm. <laughs> they were waiting for me. And they said, hey, fat boy, you're not so funny now. And they started <laughs> running at me. I was running around my truck. And they were chasing like, me. Like one of those Scooby-Doo things? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they were little too, bro. They were like 5'5". Five, five. Like f- these two little 5'5 five, five rednecks chasing me around my truck. And I just got this job. Like this was like my first official like paid comedy gig. I'm booked to host this show. Oh, congrats, bud. Because if it was like, no, this is like three, four years ago. If it was any other situation, I'll just stick the dude in the face and deal with it. Got it. But I was like, I just got this job. I just got this job. And I'm like (laughs) running in circles, getting chased. And then this real tryhard security guard saw and he sprinted over and tackled one to the ground. And, um... Yeah, and then later on I found out they had, like, knives and stuff on them, so I'm glad I didn't start fighting. Oh, wow. I would have got stabbed. Dang. Right, dude? Wow. Imagine if I got stabbed. I'm so sick. I could take a, a knife, bro. After everything. I got gut. <laughs> after, <laughs> after everything, yeah, you just got your first paid comedy gig, and now you get attacked. Yeah. Just goes to show you, there's some weird stuff that happens really early on the job. Yeah, comedy's very weird. I don't know. I like it, though. Oh, I, I couldn't see myself living life without it. What's your favorite part about the uh, Orlando comedy scene? That it's as good as you make it, man. You want to get good at this, you can use this scene. Not use it, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm using it, but, like, literally utilize the scene to get better. There's mics every single night. There's a good, decent amount of shows that you can hop on. So if, like, you actually care about getting good at comedy, you make an effort. You could try material out every single night and get good and then move on to either, like, one of the number one cities, like a New York Cali or Texas or what I'm doing right now I got very lucky my YouTube blew up so I can just stay here and get better and then when I'm ready to headline just go on my own tour dude that's awesome man and out of all of the mics that are here in Orlando what are some of your favorites oh, some of my favorites <laughs> mics or shows open mics open mics oh damn like before, for a beginner for a beginner um, before COVID there were so many more but right now going on Monday, you got Harry Buffalo. Tuesday, you got Grumpy's Diverse Word, Falcon. Wednesday, you got Bowling Bush has an open mic. Thursday, you got Copper Rocket and the Orlando Improv is starting their open mics again. Friday, oh, it's called Orlando Improv has a mic. Saturday, you have Drunken Monkey and the Orlando Improv should have a mic going. Sunday, you have Austin's Coffee. They're all hit or miss. Ever since COVID, there's not a lot of people haven't been um, making a point to promote them. Mm-hmm. But before COVID, it was absolute. Every single night was awesome. 
But um, it's still, if you go to any of those mics, there's a chance that there's anywhere between five to ten people there mm-hmm. on average. And some nights, it's just slammed. Like audience? Audience members, okay. yeah. There's right. always enough comics. Yeah, sometimes there's a good audience and you can really throw some stuff at the wall. You really only need five, ten people. And you gauge their response and you make adjustments. Obviously, you want a better crowd. But then there's some local shows that pop up that you can hop on. Probably the best show in town. It's the first and third Saturday of the month at Bullenbush in the Milk District. And you know where like Sports Town is? Yeah. Yeah, right next to Sports Town. If you go to the first and third Saturday, killer show. Really? It's packed out. And it's better comics. It's a lot of fun. Do you it's perform? free. Yeah, from all the time. I'm not surprised. You don't know Orlando comedy unless you know this guy, Jake Ricker, right here. Like it, I've been doing it enough and I care enough about it to where I'm like one of the, if you do stand up, it's a good chance you've heard of me. I don't have any clout or following, but hopefully my fans can now get to know who you are and okay, laugh cool. at your videos. Sure. And vice versa. Hopefully I can help you with one thing. Cause it's yeah. funny. Yeah. Cause it's funny. Some people try to come to me trying to get on my podcast and then I'm thinking, I have no clout I can give you. Why do you want to come on my show? Ah, some people don't know where to get started, but you have a good setup, man. True. And plus, and like how you grinded it out when the, not the comedian industry, but you know what I mean? The comedic scene here. Yeah. Um, I specifically went into my digital media major so that I can learn stuff like this. And now the culmination has led to this. Well, a lot of people want to do stuff like this. They just don't know where to get started when reality, you just have to start. Correct. Even Which, if it's recording a video on your iPhone and editing that. You, you have to start. You just have to make a point to be like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try this. You got to keep pushing through it. Otherwise, I, you're never going to get going. I think most people get discouraged for the fact that, like I said, I'm not going to be Joe Rogan on day one, but I feel like there are people who, if they don't see that their first video that they put up has over a million likes, they're just going to be like, wow. Yeah, was- and they'll be like, oh, what if no one watches it? And no one watches it, idiot. Like, just <laughs> deal with it. You know what I mean? Then you move on. Like, it's the type of thing where there's like two approaches. A lot of people are like, they're kind of afraid of putting on a video because they're like, Oh, what if it sucks? And it's like, if it sucks, then no one's going to see it. You know, and like, oh, what if it doesn't do as good as I want it to? Well, maybe your next one will. You got to just keep going. To an extent, like positively reinforce yourself to keep going. But in reality, you just have to put stuff out there. It's like a snowball. Just wait for the... Yeah, my my first video is awful. Oh, my God. And now your most viewed one was like five five billion plus? Nah, like eight to ten million. Oh. I keep getting comments on every day. Oh. People are trying to cancel me for fat shaming myself. I didn't know it was possible. Wait a minute. People are trying to cancel <laughs> you for... What? Yeah, I made a video. You ever heard of COVID? Uh, maybe. No, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I um Over like when quarantine was like super hard lockdown, mm-hmm. I thought I got COVID. Like I was like freaking out. And it turned out I didn't get COVID. I got tested. I was negative. And all the symptoms I had were just because I was fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I made a video and I had my buddy play the doctor. And I just said, well, why, why am I breathing heavy? He's like, oh, because you're 320 pounds. Like, you're very fat. <laughs> and it just went down the lines. I have a sore throat. Well, you keep eating. Your throat's like a muscle. And you just keep wolfing down food. It just turned into that. It's obviously a joke. And that blew up. It's at like eight or nine million or something. And uh, people were just like, that's not funny. You shouldn't make fun of fat people. And just like, I'm the, the fat guy in the video. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I'm allowed to do that. It's not like Brad Pitt is making fun of fat people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah, it's just, but yeah. Oh, man. How so people even get to that? Some people on the internet are just odd. Well, it kind of ties me back in with your comedy. Oh, no. I I, I, I don't mind it. <laughs> they can, as long as I don't like get like a strike on my account, they can complain all they want. It's fine. Exactly. And if anything, you're putting good stuff out there. And actually, I saw this. And it kind of resonated with me. 
It's just like in video games. If you see enemies coming, that means you're going the right direction. Huh. That's good. Where did you see that quote? That's um, a good one. I think it was off a random YouTube video, or I think it was one of the comments. But anyway. I feel like that was out of like a real book, like a Sun Tzu Art of War type shit. Right? Right. That was like a good quote. It's just like you're in the right direction. I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Are we cheers again? Uh-huh. We'll go we'll cheers. And, cheers. And even though that I love talking with you, we are now at the final section of any Big DK Energy episode, which is actually my favorite. It is the bonus question round. Oh, we're going? Oh, yeah, we're totally going. Yeah, let's do it. All right, bonus question round. You ready? You got your truly? We got Trulies. We got Trulies. We're in good shape, good health. Precisely. Health is wealth, right? Correct. And water in between. That's right. Got to maintain or... um... Back to Truly. All right, go. (laughs) So, these are 10 questions you don't know about them, but they are appropriate. So, that being said, are you ready, Mr. Ricca? Sure. Yeah, I'm ready. Excellent. So, question number one. You made it. Your favorite comedian is the host of your show. Who is the host, and who are two of the openers? Oh, oh! If I made it. Who am I bringing to? Oh, to host? Correct. So you're the main event, and you're having someone as the host to just run the show. And then oh, Joe have... Sanzabella, without a doubt. Oh no, he'll probably be featuring at that point. Probably Joe, and then I'll bring up one of the, like the newer people from comedy. But if if I have like some killer feature with me, no matter what, I'm if I can give Joe the job, Joe Sanzabella is going to host. He's a great host. Excellent. I I love that. Yeah. And um, uh, your dream gig, you know, seller, the seller, comedy seller. I want to be able. I want to be good enough to be passed at the comedy seller. What? what and what's that? That's the New York comedy seller. That's where. Have you ever seen the show Louis? Of course. You know how he opens up it when he's doing stand up oh, on that stage. That show- that's, that's the famous New York comedy seller. Oh, I didn't know about that. It's like you know the comedy stores. Yeah. In L.A., it's like that, but in New York, it's where Kevin Hart and like Patrice O'Neill and everyone, Bill Burr, they all. That's where they. Got it. We're from. All right. So your show is at the cellar with Joe Casabella. Is that? Yeah, it? he would be hosting. Yeah, he'd be hosting. Dang. All right. Sounds like a great show. Number two, you're at a main event for MMA. Name two of the prelim fights. Name who's fighting in the main event and who are you sitting next to? Oh damn! I would definitely love to see John Jones come back and fight heavyweight. So John Jones versus um, Francis and Ganu. That's who I want to watch whenever he comes back. As the main event? Yeah, as the okay. main event for sure. And what am I saying? The two prelims? Mm-hmm. As in like before the main card starts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before all them, damn. Um, I'd love to see um, Matt Waggy fight okay. again. And uh, my buddy Casey Barry, who fights down here. He's one of the fighters around here. Okay. And I'm right. sitting next to Kermit Gonzalez, who's <laughs> a comic down here. And he actually trains a lot of fighters. Yeah, he's also a really funny guy. Yeah, Kermit's the man. A different flavor of funny, but still funny. <laughs> All right, yeah, sorry, I don't know why I laughed at that. So, yeah. that being said, number three. So, we know what your dream gig looks like, but what does your dream tour look like? My dream tour? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Uh, my dream tour looks like me being able to bring my friends along with the ride. And it's like, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what, what destinations would you hit in this dream tour of yours? Tour of doing stand-up or just traveling? Stand-up. Stand-up, I would definitely want to be able to do, um, be in Austin, Texas, book a couple run, a couple shows there. Go back to Atlanta, but doing my own thing. California. Damn, this is, I'm all over the place. I'll be flying. <laughs> um, Colorado, um, Chicago, and New York. People hit all those places. So, and Washington, D.C. as well. Those are some comedy powerhouses right there. All of, you know, Yeah, if you're going to book a tour, be able to do those kinds of cities. But yeah, I guess that's it. If I'd be able to fly to each one. I wouldn't do like a tour bus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make uh, enough money to take everyone, bring my own camera, set it up. When you go on tour, and be able to film my own content. Make money. On top of just getting paid from the club. That's right. And you get to keep all the money by not having to outsource it. Smart man. That's a business decision right there. Yes. Business. <laughs> Number four. 
You've been giving a budget of half a million dollars to make a hilarious commercial. Who is the commercial for? Name up to two celebrities who who would be in the commercial and describe how it would go. Oh, Jesus. God damn. All right. So I half a million dollars in the commercials for... What's if like I I have to come up with like the premise like is it is it a PSA is it like a commercial for a product yeah, or whatever you want it's for whatever I want I'll make a commercial for dude <laughs> God, this is way harder than I expected it doesn't matter the price so doesn't matter the so price. the price does not matter just like All the right. points on whose eyes and anyway okay the price does not matter that could be what the commercial's about bring in Bob Barker roll him in in a wheelchair is he alive. I don't know. Well, let's say he's alive for this commercial. We get Bob Barker, and then we get Drew Carey, and it's um they they fight to the death, and they're bringing back celebrity death match. Oh my god! And they're live action to that, and then they get and they get turned into claymation, and then they start fighting, and we bring back celebrity death match again, and that's <laughs> that's what the commercial's about, and it's like bringing keeping legends alive. And Drew Carey is just hitting Bob Barker with his wheelchair. Oh my god! In the wrestling ring, claymation style. That's where that brought me because I, I, my back was against the wall. Okay, that's where I am. You know what? That's a fantastic answer. So, great job, Jake. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Number five. Describe your dream kill on Warzone. My dream kill on Warzone. Or like, if you haven't done it already, what was your killest kill on Warzone? Like the cool, like just the coolest kill. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. I would say probably if um, the best thing ever, it's 1v1 final circle. The last two people jump off of the hospital, the tallest building, and just no scope someone on the way down. That would oh. be incredible. So that hasn't happened yet? No, that's the dream one. Okay, got it. Yeah, I've done some some solid clutches, but when it gets down to the nitty gritty of like, we're going to win, I'm not going to go for 360 no scopes. Of course. I'm not good enough to do that. Got it. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. Cl- I'm gonna be real methodical and try to clutch up. So actually, since I got that confused, what was your coolest kill in Warzone? I don't know, man. I've definitely. I've thrown a car off of like a off of a mountain and hit someone. That's always fun. And you just drive and you just throw the car off. It just splatters someone on accident. And you weren't ready for it. Okay, I so like I'm, it. Definitely got some really far snipes like across the whole map. Another scam. I'm not gonna pick it up, but yeah. I just want you guys to see what's going on here. Like, it's nonstop. I'm not going to pick that up and ruin that. Jake yeah. Rick is... Snipe uh, across the map. He's a very popular guy. But that's awesome, man. Kind of reminds me of the guy with the longest kill. I think he's a Canadian, actually. I think it was over, like, two miles away that he got somebody. So... Oh, dude! Oh, during the, like, early seasons, they used to put these grenade launchers in the game. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, um, uh, B... I played football with him at Olympic Heights. His name is uh, David Darman. He used to fly the chopper for me. He would fly chopper. He was the best to ever fly chopper in that game. And I would get on, and we would just run around and just destroy people from above with a grenade launcher. And I felt <laughs> I felt pretty cool. That's awesome. I guess that's a, that's a fun fun way to do it. Yeah, I actually think that would be pretty cool. And it's also an extra degree of cool because my dad was actually a helicopter pilot in the army. So. Oh, dude, nice. Yep. So thanks for your service, Dad. Number six. If you had to cameo in any movie, either coming up or in the past. What movie would it be, and what is your character doing? The Dark Knight. For summer, I'm like one of the guys who's like mad at Bruce Wayne for not coming out. I'm just like eating a hot dog. <laughs> I show your face. Like, People are dying over here. Just, <laughs> that's the only role I think I fit. You know, I, I'm very realistic. I, for a past movie, upcoming movie, I would love to be in the Gears of War movie if they make it. 
Oh my that's God. the only reason I'm getting in shape, dude. I could see. Honestly, I could be an extra. I could be. I don't care if I get shot in the face. Like I want uh, to be in that movie. Was it Carmine, the guy that always get died? God damn it! Yeah, Carmine, dude. Oh man. Yeah. R.I.P. to every single one of them. All, all of the brothers that are Carmine. Oh my God. I, but yeah, dude. Gears of War. If they make that movie, I would. I, I feel like I'd be a good extra. I think it would be too. I, I, I could, love a role, obviously. I could see you being like Dom or something like that. I, see, I could. I look like Dom, but he's Spanish. I'm not. They're, so? they're not going to have me play a Spanish person do a Spanish accent. Well, he doesn't have a Spanish accent. He just speaks like a regular guy like you. No, well, there's certain scenes where he'll like break in and start speaking Spanish. Okay, fair enough. So, like, but there's overall, no way they would want me to. But do But overall, that. he sounds like a homie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially to Marcus. It's Dominic Santiago. Yep. He's, he's Spanish. All right, <laughs> they're not going to hire a white guy for that. Number seven. What's one of your favorite pieces of advice you got from a comedian? Probably, at least when I was getting started, is to have fun. Some people, it's not that they don't do it, but they get so wrapped up in trying to get better, they don't have fun with it. And um, it was uh, my buddy, uh, Ken Miller, you, you brought him up earlier, where like, as all these new comics, I was like one to two years in, he's just like, man, once this becomes a job, it's different. When you're figuring this thing out, you need to have fun. Like, you need to, like, have someone to go to mics with. Like, even if you don't hang out all the time, but, like, someone you can text me, like, hey, you doing this mic later? Like, enjoy yourself while you're doing these mics because it it's not that it goes downhill from here. It, honestly, it gets way better. But while you're figuring it out, just enjoy yourself while you figure it out. I love that. Yeah. Especially since some people might get in their head so much that they just stop comedy, which, unfortunately, I was one of them. But, you know, you're right. We should have fun instead of pulling our hair over whether we think the joke sounds funny or not. Yeah, well, no, you definitely want to pull your hair about making the joke funny, but <laughs> if you bomb, you, you bomb. Shit happens, man. Correct. But it's like, you learn how to, like, make fun of your friend while he's bombing. <laughs> and then you can maybe turn it, you end up talking shit to each other, and what do you know, you have a new bit. Like, it, it, you just gotta, you gotta be able to roll the punches and enjoy yourself while you're figuring it out. That's awesome. You and Joe both have cojones of steel. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. So... Good for you on that. That's <laughs> all good. good. Good for you, Morty. <laughs> so, number eight. Name the three most extravagant things you want in life, item-wise. Oh, wow. Extravagant. Item-wise, I guess... Um, I guess This is something everyone gets, but it's extravagant to me. I want to get my own place. Like, my own house. I, right now, I rent my own... I rent, like, a duplex, but I want to buy a house. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a nice like three, four bedroom place and have like my own studio inside and really just go all out there. Sure, I guess something that I don't need but I would probably end up wanting and I can afford and get is um like a really nice car. I was for some reason, dude, Jaguars. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's because I watched James Bond when I was a kid. And then the Jaguar commercials, they're all said by British people. So yeah. Right, dude. They it's sound ja- so smart. It's Jaguar. Yeah, dude. But I don't think I'll fit in one, so I'd probably end up with just like a like a bigger car. Like, I couldn't get an Aston. <laughs> Even if I was, like, a billionaire, I, I wouldn't have an Aston Martin. You can get, like, a custom one. You can get wouldn't custom. F- you can get custom ones? I don't know. I, I assume so. That's a good point. Actually, okay, that's two. I guess a boat. A nice, a, nice, like, a dope boat. Like a yacht, like a pontoon, anything. No, I, I don't think I would want a yacht, but, like, a 30, 40-footer. Okay, nice. So, I can, like, I would just let my brother maintain and use it all year, and then whenever I wanted it, use it. Because I feel like my brother would use it all the time. But I would just want to use it when I'm in town. Nice. The music playing one, right? Or John? John. Nice. Yeah, John's... Yeah, he loves... He goes on like the Everglades all the time. Oh, really? But he has like a John boat. Yeah. <laughs> a John boat. Yeah, John's a John boat. Right? Is, is that <laughs> is that another code for airboat? No, it's not airboat, but it's like a... I don't know how big it is, but it's it's pretty fun. You get to go on the Everglades. It's pretty dope. Sounds pretty fun. 
Yeah. Number nine. Okay. You're hosting a major award show that you are giving complete creative control over. You know, how, this is how it's going to go. Like I choose, this is the award for this. This is the mm-hmm. award for this. Correct. What is this award show for? And what are some of the most ridiculous categories? Oh, and name three of your celebrity presenters or comedian presenters. so they God, can... God damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a four-part question. It, it's oh it's like those math questions that yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's a lot. Dude, David has 32 lemons. And then part B, <laughs> uh, well, his sister decided to steal half of them. How much does he have left? Yeah. So, sorry about the parts A through B, but... Um, okay, I gotta be an award show? Yes. So God damn. So A, what is the award show for? The award show, probably for like online, I don't know, because I also would want it to be profitable. Okay. I would want people to tune into the award show, you know? So it would probably be an award show for um, original online content. Okay. Like whoever makes the best content. And then each category, one would be like comedy, one would be like DIY, one would have to be like makeup, Mm -hmm. like whatever the main categories are for that. What's a category that you would throw in just for fun? Fakest content. (laughs) Or you can just tell they're full of shit, but they're just pumping them out because they make money. Expose them, bitches. Oh, God. Like, pranks, dude? Oh, my God. I used to love pranks, but some of, they're just so fake now. And it's actually getting some people hurt. Yeah, dude. Bro, and prank couples. If you're a prank couple, I'm, I'm sorry if you've interviewed some. I can't stand that shit. Wait, dude. is that... Are those the kind of couples that look like they are making something bad happen, but it's all fake and for content? Yes, dude. Oh, my God. They're like, oh, my God. Like, the guy's just like, you won't believe it. Becky's on her way home, and she's not going to expect this. <laughs> and, like, she gives this bullshit fake reaction because he's pranked her for the 30th time this month, and people eat it up. And they're like, they're such a fun couple. Why are we like that? And then they, they get into an argument. It's just like all those fam. <laughs> it's just like all those families that's like, oh, my God, we should have our own show. And it's like, no, nah, no we shouldn't. you definitely should. Did you ever thought about it? It's like, if, if, were you that person? Where you were just like, um, well, we should get a sitcom. We're funny. Nah, I never said nah. that, but I knew some members of my family who said the exact same thing. I have friends who would say that. Like, yeah, we should have a sitcom. I was like, oh, we get recasted. All of us are white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> hey, Entourage did pretty well, so I guess you, I guess there's hope for y'all. Yeah. So, um, and then the last part of that question is, name three of the presenters of awards. It could be anybody. Uh, honestly, because she blew up, and I feel like she would just... Say some real outlandish stuff. Heather Shaw. Okay. She blew up on TikTok and stuff. She's, um, if you don't know, she made a lot of videos. She pretended to be Jim Carrey's daughter. Hmm. Yeah. And it blew up and went viral. And Well, all righty then. Yeah. It was great. But if she would be an awesome announcer. You look her up on TikTok, she's killing it. Okay. And, um, okay, that's the one announcer that I actually, like, personally, I think would kill it. For celebrities and stuff online, um, anything that's gaming related, definitely Tim the Tatman. Okay. He's definitely like more down to earth dude. I feel like he would kill that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I guess if we want like a celebrity on TV, probably like Will Smith, because okay. he, he's like been dabbling in social media, you know, and blowing up. Well, you know, he's Will Smith, so that kind of helps. But okay. Oh yeah, he posts a video of his face, and he's like, "No, this is really me." Five no, hundred million views. <laughs> of course, I actually remember when he one time not hosted, but he did the first bit of the what was it, the kids. Kids, Kids Choice, Choice Awards, Awards yeah. by Nickelodeon. And I just remember him doing his song, Switch. Was that the name of the song? It goes, hey, hey. I don't know. around now, Switch. It was like in early 2000s, like 2005. I just know getting jiggy with it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just no getting jiggy. Oh, wow. I've been that far the whole time. I'm so sorry, Danny. I just know getting jiggy with it. And um, welcome to Miami. Hey, 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 Miami. Hey,
yummy, yummy. Right? Yeah. Going to the city where he is all all night. And Men in Black. Of course. Those classics. are the ones I know. Uh, Getting Jiggy with it is my favorite song to sing at karaoke. Either that or Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style? Too nice. I mean, I don't understand Korean, but I look the part so people just assume. Oh, people probably lose their mind. Oh, they do. I'm a total Eclipse of the Heart kind of girl. I Dan Bandit. You know what that is? No. Dan Band? You ever seen Old School? Yes. You guys like, I need you more tonight. Oh, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. I'm just going to curse again. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't want it. You ever heard the song, um, Total Eclipse of the Heart? No. It's like a real like passionate love song. I'm, it, and in the I background have... of old school, there's like a band playing it during a wedding reception. And it's supposed to be real like calm. Like, I need you more tonight. I need you more than ever. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I fucking need you more than ever. <laughs> It's a great. It's really. Have you not seen that scene? I mean, it's iconic. It's I, great. I remember seeing Old School a long time ago, so it's been a minute. Yeah, Old School Dan Band's great scene. You're my boy, Blue. Yeah, my boy, Blue. <laughs> and um, actually, we've been having such a great time that we're actually at the last question, and it's actually one that I ask every guest, and it is number ten. What is your best, most recent accomplishment? Honestly, we, we touched on it earlier, but if it's like something that could be like notable, is the fact that I hit two hundred thousand subs again. For me, it showed back to back because like over quarantine, I broke a, I managed to get 100K mm-hmm. after like once my first video started blowing up, it was less than a year and I'm at 100K. Now Which I'm at awesome. the point where I'm again, less than a year in, I'm at 200K and still growing. I'm at like 215. So it's like, if I keep going, if it's steady trajectory in, in eight more years, I'm at a million mm-hmm. or if something really pops off, it expedites growth and I could be at a million in the next three, five years. That would be pretty sick. It'd be but. nuts, and that's the full comedy tour, and I'll be ready to tour by then. So it's it's all all the pieces are lining up. But that that's probably my most notable or like successful achievement that I've got that type of following now. Dang, and that is such a huge achievement that I would say a solid at least I would say nine percent of people. Yeah, ninety would be a good percentage. They want to be where you are, and they're consciously thinking of ways to do it. You're just doing stuff, and it's happening. And um, I think that's awesome. Yeah, the only thing that's helped me is being authentic and realizing no one cared who I was like realizing why should someone give their attention to you you have to make it that easy for them to consume make like you're already doing it you're making the quality you're making it easy to listen to easy to watch with great quality cameras it was that switch to like all right why does this person want to watch my video why is this person why would they think it's funny okay it's relatable it's easy to watch and it makes sense it's accurate why am I giving advice again? God damn it. <laughs> You're good. You're answering the question. But yeah. yeah, with your most recent accomplishment, I mean, if anybody's give advice, it's you because you're actually doing it. Whereas some people were just trying to get to where you are. I give you total kudos to that. Thanks, man. Of course. And so with the end of that question, we are at the end of the show. And Jake, I know that you're busy becoming one of the next biggest voices in comedy that just hasn't been heard yet. But I just want to say thank you for uh, joining us on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Of course. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad you had fun. So, Jake, you are, like I said, one of the most premier stand-up uh, comedians in the city of Orlando. And you brought laughter and joy to, I would say, thousands, including me. And hopefully through this and, you know, what you've taught me, you're not just the kind of guy who is like, yeah, I'm a comedian, but, you know, I know that I'm better than most of y'all. You're a humble guy. You want to help this comedy scene grow. And I think that karma is really rewarding you by giving you all the success you've had on YouTube. I'm not saying that karma is the reason, but I'm glad that karma is working in your favor. 
It's because you bring happiness to people's lives and boost their serotonin levels through your comedy that I think that you, Jake Ricca, have big DK energy. I appreciate that. I'm going to put that on my resume now. Awesome. It's verified big DK energy. I'll even sign it for you. I appreciate that. Of course. <laughs> And so with that being said and done, we're going to put all of his social media and uh, links to all of his comedy material in the description below. Don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe, whether it's one or a thousand. I appreciate all of you. And before we um, sign off fully, is there anything you want to promote or say before we head off? I guess promote. Um, I'm, I'm just, while recording, I just dropped a web series for a show called Get Good. It's a show about a, basically a no-name streamer at the time, but it follows him as he starts seeing that it can actually become a reality. And it's all the stuff he has to deal with as he's on his rise up. That's so awesome. So that's a lot of fun. So yeah, check that out. Get good. And what, what, what am I plugging stuff to? Yeah. Outside of, yeah, just check out my YouTube. Just Jake Ricca, J-A-K-E-R-I-C-C-A. Absolutely. And of course, we'll have that in the description. Cool. So with that all being said and done, if we have nothing else, I'm DK. And this is the Big DK Energy Podcast. Signing off.